0: so good to see everyone this morning. Thank you for tuning in. We couldn't be more blessed to be a part of your Easter. Emptiness is something that tends to always make our heart sad. Emptiness is something that tends to bring us disappointment. And isn't it odd, isn't it ironic that... As a believer, as a Christian, that we would have a day in our life where we would come and celebrate emptiness. Doesn't that prove in and of itself, Easter Sunday morning, that God takes what the enemy means for evil and uses it for good? And this morning, right here in this place, this building is empty and there's many people who are sad this morning because we cannot celebrate Easter in a traditional way. And maybe you're tuning in and Firm Foundation Ministries is not your home church. Maybe you're tuning in because your home church isn't able to have service in any way today. We want to welcome you. and Thank you for being here. What an honor. But here's what I firmly believe. I believe this year God has sovereignly removed our traditions from our lives, in order to reveal the power and authority of a risen Jesus. So often on Easter Sunday morning, we celebrate traditionally. And too often, we leave the celebration of Easter Sunday morning focused on our traditions and not on a risen Savior, but this morning You're celebrating Easter like you've never celebrated it before. Think about it. And I want you to to be glad. I want you to rejoice in the fact that God has removed everything that blinds us from a revelation of Jesus Christ and who He really is in order to demonstrate to us He's alive and well. We want you to celebrate this morning with us in worship, in the message, and everything that God is doing. And so we invite you right now, right where you're at, if you want to, just as an act of faith, why don't you stand and let's worship the Lord together. Father, in this place, Jesus, we love you this morning. We thank you for the opportunity that we have. Lord, we thank you for the technology that allows us to do this. God, we thank you that you were prepared for this, even if we feel like we weren't. Thank you, Lord, that you have removed things that so often crowd out what Easter is all about. This year, even though the church is empty, help us to not be sad about it. Help us to celebrate the fact that our true celebration is about Jesus. Our true celebration today is about the fact that a tomb was empty and that because the tomb was empty, he's alive. And because he lives, he ever lives in me. And so, Lord, we've come to worship you in spirit and in truth today. Receive our celebration as a sacrifice of praise. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said...
1: Good morning, church. We'd like to welcome you to our uh, Sunday Easter service, and we encourage you to, to celebrate with us as we celebrate the greatest day in history, as we sing these songs, as we declare victory over death, hell, and the grave. Think about those days when Jesus came into your life, and he gave you victory over addiction and depression and anxiety and many other things. It's a day to celebrate. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind away? It was my turn till I met you. I was breathing, but not. Alive. All my failures I tried to hide, it was my too till I met you, sing out, you called my name, you called Call my, my name, name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness, into your glorious day. You called my name, and I ran out of that grave. Out of the darkness, into your glorious day. now your mercy has saved my soul mercy has saved my soul now your freedom is long My sin was heavy but chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter I was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven when I was broken you were my healing now your love is the end I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into Your glorious day. You called my name.
2: We got to celebrate the greatest day in history. This is a happy day. God is alive and he's really working our lives. So now we just want to celebrate together. Why everybody know this song? Sing along. The greatest day in history Death is pretend you have rescued me Sing it out, Jesus is alive The empty cross The empty cross, the empty grave Life eternal, you have won that day Shout it out, Jesus is alive Is alive
1: Forever,
2: I'm changed. When I stand in that place for your last meeting, face to face, I'm yours, Jesus, you are. is yeah, joy, perfect peace. is yeah, joy, perfect peace. If we pray, finally. Come on, celebrate. Jesus is alive. Come on, everybody. He's alive.
3: Worship you, Jesus. Thank you so much for this happy day. You know, I think of Mary Magdalene and how she was tormented by demons, and she was just rejected by the community around her. She was, well, she would walk around and people just push her aside. She carried so much shame until Jesus came and touched her. Then everything changed, and all of a sudden, instead of walking, with her head down, her hair covering her face. She had a big smile. And she could walk with her head lifted high because Jesus has, had come and had touched her. Peter, he failed many times. He had a temper. We all talk about Peter. But Jesus knew that about him. And yet he said, follow me, Peter. And he did. So today, the Lord is calling you. Jesus is saying, follow me. It's okay if you feel like you have failures, if you feel ashamed, condemned, rejected by society, rejected by your family. Jesus says, come to me because I will turn your graves into gardens. I will turn beauty, I will give beauty for the ashes of your life. That's the Jesus we worship today. And he is alive, and that's who we celebrate. Hallelujah. I
1: search the world, but it
4: thank you and we bless your name and we bow before you and we celebrate you for everything you've done for us God where would we be if it wasn't for your grace that saved humanity where would we be without you God Lord thank you that the veil was torn your spirit is now dwelling inside of us that gives us so much power and freedom we're no longer slaves to our sin and our human flesh but God we have you inside of us Lord God, thank you for saving us from our bondage, God, from death, you conquered death, hell, and the grave, Lord. And we bow before you this morning and we celebrate you. What more can we offer you than our praise? What more can we offer you than our hearts? You say that's what you want from us, God, so we give you that this morning. We give you that each day. Was a moment when the lights went out, when death had claimed its victory. The king of love had given up his life, the darkest day in history. They're on a cross they made for sinners For every curse is blood atoned One final breath and it was finished But not the end we could have known For the earth began to shake And the veil was torn. Where sacrifice was made, as the heavens rose. Life was on the moon we're in a cold dark tomb where our lord was there one miraculous breath
1: All hail King Jesus. Every voice. All hail King Our Jesus. King is still on the throne. All hail, All hail King Jesus. All hail King Jesus. Bow down to the ground if you have to. All hail. Every voice.
4: yours is the kingdom yours is the glory yours is the name
3: the King of Kings with us. It's a time where you can kneel down. Just give him praise and glory for the sacrifice he's done for us. See, this is our Jesus right here.
5: The head that once was crowned with thorns is crowned with glory now the Savior now to wash our feet now at his feet we bow the one who wore our sin and shame now robed in majesty the radiant to For three days, body there would not remain, why? Our okay. God is robbed us.
0: Father we thank you this morning for your goodness Thank you for your presence Thank you Lord that today is a day That's more about where we celebrate The resurrection It's more about who we celebrate In the midst of chaos Jesus I thank you that an empty tomb brings order Brings peace, it brings calmness. In the midst of confusion and aggravation and frustration and anger, an empty tomb brings peace. And this morning, Lord, thank you as we praise your name that that peace flows onto planet earth today, into every home right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare it. We give you praise, we give you glory. We give you honor for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning on Easter Sunday morning. An Easter like we could have never imagined. uh, An Easter like we would have never dreamed of. But yet still here we are, alive and well, full of the Spirit of God with His goodness and His faithfulness to us, demonstrated uh, uh, in us and on us, and so we are so uh, blessed to be able to come to you and present the message uh, of, of Jesus being alive right in your house where you're at this morning. If you are a visitor and you're joining us maybe because your church uh, can't have a service this morning or maybe because you don't usually go to church, and we welcome you this morning and we hope that the Spirit of God will touch you right where you're at. Uh, we want, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, I want you to go right down on your Facebook page right now and just share this. Uh, share it out and let's get the gospel of Jesus Christ out all over uh, the world. Uh, it, it's an incredible thing to think that God would take this opportunity to use uh, the so, social media, what we call the toilet of the internet, uh, and to radically be able to take it over I said some months ago let's take over social media and God has given us a t- an opportunity to do that and it's as easy as just pushing share and so we're we're incredibly blessed that you would do that we thank you for doing that this morning uh, and helping us share the message of Easter amen and we want to remind you uh, uh, of our Easter offering for For over 16 years, we have taken up an an Easter offering on Easter Sunday morning. And we've always said that God gave His very best at Easter, and we're going to come and bring our very best in a one-time offering. Uh, And we felt this year was was even more appropriate to do that, in a sense that um, we felt like this would be sowing a seed of faith towards the fact that God is our provision, even in a time like this. And so you can go on the app there, uh, scroll down to funds, click the Easter offering, and you can give right there, and that's what will go in uh, besides your regular tithes and offerings. And we just appreciate you doing that. And I want to tell you, this year we had said we were going to pay the parking lot here with our Easter offering, and so we were ramped up to take up a huge Easter offering. We're still going to do that. But the elders feel that at the moment we're going to put that on pause, and that this year right now, for the moment... We've revisioned our Easter offering to say that that will cover budget shortfalls and our full time missionaries on uh, the field. I had the opportunity this week to talk to the Lawrence family and Sydney, out on, Sydney Wired out on the field uh, in Guatemala, and it's incredible what they're doing. Even though they're on lockdown, they're still touching hearts and lives, and still sharing the love of Jesus in a very unique way. And, and these are the moments where out of sight, out of mind can be reminded. And these are the moments when maybe people are pinched tight that had committed to giving to them on a regular basis, uh, can't do that anymore because they've lost their jobs or have been laid off or those type of things. And so as a church, it's our responsibility to take care of them. Uh, uh, just good news in a sense that right now where we stand... They uh, Both of them are doing very well, and people are staying faithful to them, so we're excited about that. When this is over, then we're going to have a conversation about uh, reapplying our Easter offering towards our vision uh, for the things that we're doing in the ministry, and it's going to be a great day. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for sowing a seed of faith into that, that God is our provision. Uh, and as we get started this morning, uh, I want to remind you that the kid notes, the kids' notes for the sermon are right there on Facebook. You can, you can pull them off. They're on our app. And I also want to remind you that at the end of our service today, we are going to be taking communion. And so I want you to get ready for that and get prepared. In the meantime, I wanted to bring our Easter sermon series that we have uh, so appropriately called A Crisis of Faith. To an end this morning in the sense that what God is doing through the resurrection. And today uh, this one is, is, is particularly powerful because I want to demonstrate to you how I believe that Easter is the cure for isolation. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 20 and let's read this. Now on the first day of the week Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. And saw the stone, had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciples and the one whom Jesus loved and said to them, they've taken our Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they've laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple and they were going towards the tomb, both of them running together. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths laying there. But he did not go in, and Simon Peter, following him, went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloth lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must be rise from the dead. And the disciples went back to their homes. Verse 11, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. And having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, "'Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking?' And supposing him to be a gardener, she said to him, "'Sir, if you have carried away, tell me now where have you laid him, and I will take him away.' And Jesus said, "'Mary.' And she turned and said to him, "'An Aramaic rabbi,' which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, "'Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father.' But go to my brother and say to them, I'm ascending to my father, your father to and my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. That he said those things to her. And on the evening of that first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Father, bless the reading of the word to the receiving of our heart. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, as we celebrate Easter this morning, in this most unique way, many of us right now might feel very anxious and isolated. I have heard this report over and over as I've made phone calls after phone calls after phone calls all week long touching base with people as as we've just talked with people maybe through text or FaceTime or, or those particular ways. How are you doing and what's going on? And over and over and over the last few weeks I have heard this word, we feel so isolated. We feel so isolated. And that can happen because we have been placed under this these restrictions to stop the spread of this coronavirus. Across this whole nation and across the whole world, uh, businesses have been shut down and schools have been shut down and public gatherings have been banned. It's like, I'm going to be honest with you, it's like literally we've been living in some kind of sci-fi movie. I could only have a pictured this kind of scenario in a... A sci fi movie where the world would stop, where everything would shut down. There can be no doubt about it. Think about it for a minute. Easter in the year 2020 is not Easter as usual. Come on, somebody. Today is a day where we finally realize that it's not about where we worship, it's about who. We worship. And so many of us of believers are so discouraged and downhearted. We're like, hey, Pastor Don, how are we supposed to celebrate Easter this morning? It's, it's, a, it's a bummer. And I'm, I'm, I understand. Look, I get it. I can still remember. Look, one of my favorite worship services on Easter is our Easter sunrise service. And, and I can remember as, as a new believer going to my very first Easter sunrise service. And no matter from that time to now, we, we've had these Easter sunrise services over and over and over again. And there's, there's always a, a, a smaller crowd than the normal crowd that comes at 10. In the years, over the years, our, our crowd has grown for sure. But you gather so early in the morning when and when the, the the dew is still on the ground, and I, I can remember huddling outside in in the chill of the air. Come on, somebody singing. Christ the Lord is risen today. And as we would sing that particular song at our sunrise services, all of a sudden the sun would begin to come up and things would begin to warm up as the sun would rise. And, And we would really celebrate in this most intimate, simple way. And always after that service was over, the sunrise service, you'd be wide awake. You'd be ready for, wow, what's God going to do in the main service? I, I too am like that. I love that service. I love the fact that over the years, some of our younger disciples, the, the, the young men that I'm teaching to preach and lead, have been carrying the sermon on those mornings in such a powerful way. How, Pastor Don, can we Celebrate Easter. But today Jesus is here. He's alive. He's well. Come on somebody. Today he has risen from the grave. And it matters not where we worship. It only matters who we worship. The Lord has removed our traditions in a way that everything can get out of the way. That we can't be blinded or that our traditions or ceremonies wouldn't overwhelm or blind us to the fact that we are here to worship a living, risen Savior. On Easter Sunday morning is when we finally come to encounter a living Jesus. And that is when everything changes. That is when, when we encounter a living Jesus, that's when everything changes. Hello, somebody. And in John chapter 20, what happens here is that we are confronted with this roller coaster of emotions. And, and that's what Easter is about. It's kind of like what we're facing today, every day in our lives. Right now, in the midst of, of 2020, we are facing this roller coaster of emotions. Are we safe? Will we be safe? If I go out, will I be okay? Is my family going to be okay? Who do I talk to? Who can I not talk to? How much sanitizer do I use? This roller coaster of emotions, especially for us as Americans, we're so used to doing, and now all of a sudden we have this panic that we can't do anything. In a very real way, we're just like Mary in this moment. We feel isolated. Think about who she was. After all she had experienced this week, she came to the tomb by herself in the darkness. The pain she was experiencing was beyond description. What she had experienced on Friday, no doubt, is blazing through her soul. She watched as Jesus Christ, her Lord and Savior, her best friend, beaten, nailed to a cross, left to bleed and suffocate alone until he eventually died. And then his body taken down instead of left for the birds and the animals to to eat. Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus, a Pharisee, had gone to Pilate and they'd asked for Jesus' body. And they took that thing down like I shared this morning in our devotion. And and, and they carried his body down the hill to the tomb. And and they laid his body down and they wrapped it in, in this linen and spices. And they laid it in this tomb where it would stay all by itself. And then a large stone rolled in front of the entrance sealing it. Saturday was the Sabbath. A day when no one could work. And what an awful day it must have been for the followers of Jesus. What a lonely day. What a day full of despair. Can you imagine how their isolation at that moment, on that Saturday, threatened to swallow them up. Have you ever felt helpless? Have you ever felt like there was a situation or a circumstance that was happening in your life and you had no power? You had no ability to overcome it or deal with it. Have you ever felt more isolated and more alone and more full of despair? It's what they must have felt like that day, confused and and, in shock. I mean, they'd heard Jesus say he was going to be arrested. They, They had heard Jesus say he was going to be killed, but nobody really believed it was going to happen. No one ever really believed. It was too awful to be true. I mean, after all, I've dropped everything to follow you, Jesus. That cannot be true. After after the price that I have paid to follow you, Jesus, it cannot be true that you will be arrested and killed. I mean, think about what I gave up, Jesus. Hello, somebody. Think about the three years that I have invested in you, Jesus. This cannot be true. It can't be, this cannot happen. There's no way I'm going to let my mind even think about that because of what I have paid to be here. They dropped everything to follow Jesus. Their jobs, their dreams, all their plans. They had heard him talk about God and they'd watched him love in so many ways. That no one had ever loved before. I mean, they experienced Jesus feeding the 5,000 with with. With some fish and some bread. Come on, somebody. They, they, they saw Jesus heal the sick. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw Jesus in that moment make insane people sane. They, be, they they had saw him become the hope in the midst of, of a despair that was so hopeless and, and and they they come to believe and know that Jesus was the missing piece in the puzzle of what they believed God would be doing and now he was dead now he was gone and it would all be over forever how can we go on how can life even be worth living anymore this morning at this point we have to imagine their darkness and their pain, their despair, their hopelessness. And I bet right now there's somebody somewhere who's listening. I bet somehow somehow right now some way there's somebody somehow who's right there. Come on somebody. How can life be worth living anymore? All my hopes and all my dreams, everything I've ever wanted, it's all gone. I've invested so much, and look what has happened. I bet somehow, some way, right now, someone is in the middle of the darkest time of their night, of their life, experiencing the greatest pain they've ever experiencing, facing the greatest hopelessness they've ever experienced or faced. And in the midst of all of that, all you can feel is despair. Some of you right now might be feeling the same way. We know it to be true because every evening during this this whole Corona pandemic we, we've been having a prayer evening Bruno and the lemas have been hosting this and people have been joining in and it's been meaningful and powerful for all of those who have participated and all those things that we've been praying about the truth of the matter is the whole world right now is living in a new reality it's nothing like we would have ever seen or experienced come on somebody say amen your wildest dreams you could never have imagined. Even when before coronavirus had really settled hard in the United States. And we saw it hitting other countries. And, and we, we thought about or listened to them talk about how they're shutting down their countries. We could have never imagined that would happen here. I remember when, when I first heard that San Francisco, uh, the, the city, the, the mayor there had closed the town. 40 million people shelter in place. I thought, how can this be? And it began. And slowly but surely, you begin to watch TV anchors hosting their shows from their home. Slowly but surely, you begin to see people walking in the United States down the streets with face masks on. That's something that happens in other countries. Come on somebody. Slowly but surely, you can have no more parties. Slowly but surely, you can not visit your friends. Slowly but surely, you can't visit your family. Slowly but surely, grandparents can't see their grandchildren. Over and over and over again, we've experienced things we could have never imagined. Kids can't have friends over. Kids can't play in the front yard with neighbor kids. It amazes me that this week my wife and I have been riding our bicycles around town and as we drive by every park, they're empty. There's no one there. The streets are quiet. And it's like, I told my wife yesterday as we were riding around, I said, it's, it's spooky quiet. It can't, there's no traffic. Cars aren't out. People aren't out. It's like something from a sci-fi movie. This can't happen in the United States. The whole entire world is in a shelter-in-place order. Think about those who live alone. I, I had the blessing of taking an elderly man who lives alone some groceries. Someone had said, hey, Pastor Don, he, he can't get out and he needs some groceries and, and there's no one to bring him groceries. And so I, I got his list and, and I went to do that. And I can't imagine as I talked to him and prayed with him what it must feel like to live alone even during this time. The truth of the matter is, think about how much social interaction you depend on with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your neighbors, even at church. You know why you're so violated about not being able to come to church on Sunday, which I love as a pastor, to be honest with you? It's because a lot of your social interaction happens with people you worship with. And it's not so much the building that we want to get back to. Come on, I know that. And I appreciate your heart. It's the people we want to be together with. That's so good. That's called the body of Christ. Somebody say amen. God has allowed us to do it in a way that's incredible through the technology he has provided. He saw this coming. truth of the matter is... Even though we've been given some dates when maybe this shelter-in-order place will come to an end. We don't know. We don't know. Because they don't know. Here's what we do know. Easter Sunday morning did not happen by coincidence in the middle of coronavirus. Y'all not helping me this morning. I wish somebody would help me preach. See, we can celebrate. Somebody says, how can we celebrate the resurrection while so many of us are isolated and anxious? And see, on that first Easter Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene stood, she stands outside of Jesus' tomb, and she's crying. She came to mourn to show her respect for the one who meant everything to her. But when she got there, it was not what she had anticipated. The stone was moved It was rolled away. And now not only was the tomb empty. She was all alone. How can this be happening? And just when she thought things could not get any worse. Someone. Someone has stolen his body. Someone has done something horrendous in the midst of all of this awfulness. They have stolen his body. But the Bible says that when she looked in, come on, somebody. She saw two angels sitting there where Jesus' body had been. One at the head, one at the foot. And the angel says, woman, why are you crying? Amen, I this is what they said to her. They've take, she said, they've taken away my Lord. They, and I don't know where they've laid him. And, and at this we are told, when she turns around. When she turns around, she runs into Jesus and doesn't even notice. See, right now, where you're at in the midst of your trouble, maybe some of you just need to turn around. Maybe some of you, you're about to run into Jesus and you don't even know it. It's Easter Sunday morning. When else would you run into Jesus but today? Right here, right now, in the midst of coronavirus, when you feel isolated and alone, I'm telling you this morning, turn around and listen for the Lord to call your name because he has come to minister to you in the midst of it. You'll be surprised when you run into Jesus. You might not even know he's here. But when he speaks your name, when he speaks your name, you're going to hear his voice like you've never heard it before. That's the power of resurrection. That's the power of a living Lord. You see, she came looking for a dead body. And what she found was a live body. She came looking for a dead Savior. But what she found was a live one. And maybe this morning you woke up and didn't think it was good. But I am here to tell you that because Jesus is alive and well you have found a God who can save you and set you free when you come looking for something and find something else hello somebody that's when you meet something that isn't ordinary and I want you to understand out of all the religious leaders in all the world, my Savior, my Jesus ain't an ordinary Come on, he's not an ordinary one. His name starts with a capital L. His name starts with a capital J. His name has Christ in front of it. He's the only one who's the Savior today. And let me tell you something. He's so out of ordinary... That all the other religious leaders in the world, you can go to their grave and their bones are still there. But you can go to his grave and I guarantee you this morning, his bones ain't there. He's alive and well. Jesus ain't like everybody else. When he, spoke Jesus, when he spoke Mary's name, it allowed her to refocus for a minute. It allowed her to get out of her sadness and her isolation. It allowed her to see that everything has changed. Listen, when Jesus calls your name, if you allow your eyes to refocus and your heart to refocus, you'll discover that in the midst of your greatest isolation, a resurrected Savior has come. I'm here to tell you this morning, I'm not the greatest Bible scholar, but what I do know is that throughout all of Jesus' ministry, he came to minister to people who are isolated. Come on, someone. Can I give you a few points? Because I don't have all day to preach to you. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus cast demons out of a man who had been isolated from society. Hello, somebody. He'd been living alone in the tombs. And people wouldn't even deal with him. They'd try to chain him and he would break those chains. And he would cut and he would scream all night long. And when the town folk found him with Jesus, what they found was not a man who was out of his mind. But they found a man who was in his right mind. Clothed. And sitting at the feet of Jesus. He was a brand new person. He was reintegrated into the community. He was a man who had been isolated. But because he came in in contact with the living Savior. His life was changed forever. Can I give you another one? John chapter 4. Jesus is traveling through Samaria. He's not supposed to be there. He's a Jew. Jews don't go through Samaria. Samaria. He decides to take a rest near a well and all of a sudden a woman comes along who had been isolated from society. And she was so surprised when Jesus spoke to her, let alone asking her for a drink of water. If you know the story, you know that Jesus and this woman became involved in this very lengthy, lengthy conversation. And it eventually leads to her being reintegrated back into community so that she can lead others into a relationship with Christ. At the end of that conversation, she wasn't an isolated woman anymore. She wasn't a woman full of fear anymore. She wasn't a woman who felt like an outcast. She became a great evangelist and she went back into the very town that she was isolated from and she said, Come see a man! Come see a man! That's what Easter's all about. It's about coming to see, not a dead body, not a dead uh, Savior, but a living Lord. I'm here to tell you this morning when you feel isolated, when you feel alone, remember that Jesus has a special place in His heart for you. Jesus knows what isolation means. When hanging on the cross, He, he quotes Psalms. Chapter 22, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He did that for you. He did that for me. He did that for us. He experienced the isolation of being rejected by the Father because the sins of the world were placed on him. He can relate to whatever you're going through and he has compassion and empathy. So if you're that person this morning who's still asking me, how can we celebrate Easter in these isolated times? You'll have to remember that this morning on purpose, I read a little deeper into the Easter story than we normally do. I read on into Easter evening. Come on. What do you usually do after church service on Easter? You go and you eat a big lunch, you take a nap, maybe you celebrate outside, maybe you with friends and family. This is what we usually do. We don't really often think about what did they do on the evening of that very first resurrection Sunday. But today I read a little longer. We moved all the way from Easter morning to Easter evening. And on Easter evening, the disciples were gathered behind locked doors, isolated. They weren't sequestering themselves for health reasons. They were afraid that they were next. Come on, church. That's a big anxiety right now. So you know what they were doing? They were sheltering in place. You know what they were doing? They were feeling isolated. Come on. They were feeling alone. They were feeling afraid. And because Jesus had resurrected from the dead, you know what he did? The Bible says he came and stood in the midst of them. And he said to them, peace be with you. Come on, somebody. He showed them his hands. He showed them his sides. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. I want to ask you this question this morning. I want you to be very real this morning, this Easter Sunday morning. I want you to think about it. It's an Easter that I hope you will never, no doubt it's an Easter we'll never forget. We'll probably never forget where we were on Easter, the year 2020. We'll never forget what we were doing On that Easter Sunday morning. When all of our traditions had been stripped away from us. When all of our ceremonies had been robbed away from us. When we couldn't do what we normally would do. When God has made the living Jesus raw. Come on somebody. I know we'll never forget this Sunday. Are you feeling isolated and anxious? This Easter Sunday morning, right where you're at, it's true we can't celebrate Easter the way we normally do. And I, I'll be honest with you, even next year during Easter, I hope we do. I hope we don't celebrate it the way we normally have celebrated it. The Bible this morning is here to remind us that the risen Christ doesn't need. Traditions and ceremonies in order to appear in person in our lives. Come on, somebody. This Easter, 2020, in the midst of coronavirus, when they've told us we can't have church service, Jesus has come to reveal and prove to us that he doesn't need our traditions. He doesn't need our celebrations. He doesn't need our ceremonies in order to appear to us present and here now and alive. I hope you get that this morning. We have discovered that it is more about who we worship than where we worship. And I personally am glad for that revelation. There's not a person in the local church that loves, amen, the building God has given us and the things and tools God has given us to worship and the place that God has given us to worship. Listen, many of us have spent our lives building something like that. But I am glad this morning for the revelation that it's more about who we worship than where we worship. I am glad for that revelation. And this Easter from now until Jesus comes back. I will never ever fail to quote that revelation. And let's be honest. Too many of us have made Easter about where we worship. Too many of us have made Easter about what we wear. Too many of us have made Easter about the food we eat. Hello somebody. I don't know about you, but you know, hams always have been, been a big staple at our, our, dinner, our dinner table on Easter, right? And I've always wondered why we would celebrate a Jewish man by eating pork. <laughs> I've always wondered that. <laughs> but I don't believe Jesus minds, Amen. Jesus comes to us in our loneliness. I want you to know that. Jesus comes to us in our tears. He comes to us in our anxiety and in our fear. He stands among us. He's doing it right now. And he's loving and compassionately whispering to each and every one of us. In the midst of coronavirus. Peace be with you. What if the Lord moving right now in coronavirus is not about God moving on planet earth as much as it is about God moving in your heart?
6: Mm.
0: I'm going to say this with all the faith that's in me, even though it may not seem like it right now, things are going to be all right. You know why? Why? Because a living Savior is still sitting on the throne. Help me somebody. The Bible promised me that death had been swallowed up in victory. The Bible promised me that the tomb was evidence. The empty tomb was evidence that God is with us always and forever. And that it really, really matters when it comes down to it. That we worship the one who is risen. We may not be together this morning in one place. But we are not alone. Jesus' triumph over darkness. And loneliness. His triumph over death. Is our hope. Come on church. It overcomes our isolation and our fear, and we are not alone. And let me tell you something. Jesus has not brought us this far to let some virus wipe us out. Y'all better hear me preach this morning. I said Jesus has not brought us this far to let some virus wipe us out. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us and what better time to prove that than in a time when all the world is shut down and feeling isolated with his presence to come in the midst of who we are and to speak to us directly and say peace be with you. Now I'm going to do this and I want to do this very, very purposely. Maybe this morning you've been listening to this sermon and you don't know this resurrected Jesus. Maybe up to now in your life, you have never encountered the living Lord. I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. Maybe this whole coronavirus has brought you to the point where you finally realize that you need Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Him and make Him Lord of your life this morning. What better time to do that than on Easter Sunday morning. We have people in our congregation who I know that Easter is very special and present to them, not just because it's powerful to them, not just because it's Easter Sunday morning, but because that's the Sunday that they gave their heart and life to the Lord. I know who you are and so do you. What better way to celebrate Easter than to make Jesus Your Lord and Savior. I want to pray with you right now. If that's who you are, I want you to pray with me. Father, I'm a sinner and I've sinned against you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. To wash me and cleanse me in the blood of Jesus. That my sins would be cast as far as the east is from the west to never be Remembered. I thank you right now, Lord, that I am saved. I make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, that I'm saved, that I'm born again, and that heaven is my eternal home. Not because of what I've done, but because of what you have done, Jesus. This morning, Satan, I renounce you. Jesus is now the Lord of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Now, if that's you and you gave your heart and life to the Lord, you rededicated your life to the Lord, let us know. Right there on your screen, there's a contact. There's a way to get in touch with us. You can chime it right into the comments. You can get a hold of the ministry at the website. You can let us know. We want to know that you made that commitment today. So someone can reach out to you. Regardless of where you're at. Let us know. This morning in in church. I have the privilege of having a couple of our elders with us. In order to make this happen each and every week. And I'm going to invite them to the stage now. Um, Pastor Eddie and Matt are coming. And uh, what an incredible moment. This is on Easter Sunday morning. And what I want you to do as believers this morning. Is I want you to get ready. And let's take communion together. It's a powerful time. When our hearts are renewed. When our mind is refocused. To allow communion. To come into our lives. Fresh and new. And what better day to do that than on Easter Sunday morning. And so right now with your elements. We're going to begin to pray. I first want to read some scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting with verse 27. The Bible says, Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment to himself. That's why many are weak, And ill and have died But if we judge Ourselves truly we would not be Judged but when we are judged By the Lord we are disciplined so that We may not be condemned Along with the world And so I want us to take a Minute before we take the elements and just Renew our hearts and minds With the Lord Father right now we stand Before you in your presence and we thank You for Easter We thank you for a Sunday where we celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is alive. This morning, Lord, we say to you as your people and your children, God, if there's anything in our life that's not of you, we just repent of it. We thank you, God, that you take all of it and you wash it and you cleanse it. We thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning and Especially on an Easter Sunday morning. The flow of your grace is powerful. Right now in the name of Jesus God. We just embrace that grace. We give you praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. I want you to take um, the bread that you have prepared there at home. And. Let's partake together. In 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this and remembrance of me. This morning, right where you are, we want you to raise up the bread. And I'm going to ask Matt to pray over it, the body of Christ for us,
6: and then we'll protect. Yes, God. We just... Father, we thank you. We thank you that you went through... Mm -hmm not just part way, but God, you went to the point that you knew you needed to go to, to, to give us, to allow your body to be broken, to give us the salvation, God. And as we hold up um, whatever whatever it is that we uh, we, we are using this morning, um, God, and to do in remembrance of, of mm-hmm. your body, God, we want to praise and thank you that through whatever comes in life right now, that, God, we can hang our hat. We can, we can hold on to the fact mm-hmm. that you allowed your body to be broken. Yes, Jesus. So that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And that, God, we can go with boldness and we can go uh, with, 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 your, uh, with your word behind us. Yes, Jesus. Because you willingly you willingly gave Mm. your life, gave your body for us. We thank you, and we right now in this time praise you. We lift up a voice of praise. Yeah, Jesus. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Let's partake. Now, the Bible says that In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now, I say this every time, but I want to make sure I say it again, especially for all of those who are listening. You have to imagine what was going through a Jewish mind at that time when Jesus would say, This cup is my blood, and I want you to drink it. For a Jew to drink blood was forbidden. That's what the heathens did. That's what the pagans did. The pagans believed that if you wanted to be as strong as a bear, you drank the blood of a bear. Or fast as a deer, you drank the blood of a deer. And so God forbid it in Deuteronomy. He said, Do not do that. And so when Jesus said, this is my blood and I want you to drink it. In their mind, they're going, we can't drink that. Because if we do, Jesus, we'll be just like you. And Jesus finally in his mind is saying, you get it. This is my blood. And it's the new covenant. And this morning in this place, there's no greater calling than being like Jesus. And communion brings us back into that. With the Lord, and so I'm going to ask you to hold up your communion cup, whatever it may be. As Pastor Eddie prays,
2: Lord, just want to say thank you, thank you for your sacrifice. Yes, thank you for your blood that was shed for us, Lord. It's through your blood that I'm clean, mm-hmm. I'm saved, I'm redeemed. Mm-hmm. And I just want to celebrate this, Lord. Not only on Easter time, but I want to remind of your sacrifice, of yes, your blood, every day of my life, Lord. Mm-hmm. Just want to declare your name is greater than anything else, Lord. We're allowing the Lord to just want to be just like you. We want to partake of this ceremony, Lord. It's not only a ceremony, but it's a life-change experience. Thank you for your, your blood. Thank you for your life on our lives, Lord we ask in Jesus' name Amen. let's partake
0: we're going to give you some time here in case you're sharing a cup at your house with each and every individual in your home what a powerful demonstration of the faithfulness of God he's so good to us And this morning, we want you to be renewed in your relationship with the Lord. We want you to know that if you have turned around this morning, you have run into Jesus. And the Jesus you've run into is a Jesus who has overcome the death, hell, and the grave. He's a Jesus that has the keys to all of them. He's a Jesus who's alive and well. He's a Jesus who's on the throne. He's a Jesus that is coming to meet you and say, peace be with you. We love you. We hope that your Easter is a great celebration for the goodness and the glory of God. And we just want to pray for you this morning as we end. Stand with me right where you're at in your home. If you're not already, remember that if you have prayer requests, you can send them right now to the information that is on the screen uh, right there in the the comments that are happening. There's information there. I want to make sure that we get those. Uh, There'll be no prayer tonight. Correct? And uh, we'll be back on our prayer nights tomorrow at 6 uh, p.m. So make sure to join us then. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that the tomb is empty. Thank you, Lord, that you have stripped away all of those things that obviously sometimes blind us from the real celebration of Easter Sunday morning. Thank you, Lord, that you rose from the grave. Thank you, Lord, that you kicked open the door. Thank you, Lord, that you saved my soul. Today, Lord, thank you that you're alive and well. God, as a church, we pray over our city, our communities, God, our state, for this coronavirus, our nation. Lord, would you be Lord? Do what only you can do, Jesus. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, come on, give the Lord some praise right where you're at. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We love you all. Hey, do us a favor and share this broadcast on your Facebook. You never know who's going to watch it this afternoon. We're anticipating the goodness of God. Amen. Until then, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Have a great and happy Easter. Amen. Hallelujah.